Blog Talk Radio. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution. Hello, and welcome to Provocative Thought, intimately known as PT, driving to awaken those who are asleep, stimulate those who are awakened, feed those who are starving, and nurture those who seek to know. I am your host, Carlton Steed a self-proclaimed student of life in the search of discovery of and revelation of life on life's terms. First, I'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Media for allowing me to host the show. I'd like to also thank the creator for allowing me to be. You can contact the show by dialing 347-989-0180. Please press 1 to speak. You can also reach us on the Internet at www.blogtalkradio.com slash queenmotherforreal and listen to the show live. You can contact us on Facebook at Provocative Thought PT Community Organization. Today's topic is fashion and morality. This is a journey into the idea of self-social media and cultural subjugation, exploration, and objectification of male and female sexual energy. Why is it more acceptable and celebrated to wear form-fitting clothing that conforms to the shape of the body? How does it impact on the sexual experience? How does it impact on the esteem of the individuals wearing the clothing? Is it a form of self-objectification? At what physical risk does a person wear these clothing? What are the social implications and or risks, if any? How does it impact on the individual relationship and the community? To quote from Society's Exploitation of Human Sexuality, be sober-minded and conscious. Do not drink from the cup of iniquity. How does... Nudity stimulates the human sex drive. Nudity is the state of not wearing any clothing. Nudity stimulates sexual arousal by revealing the sex organs and perceived areas of sexual arousal. The closer the individual gets to being nude or exposing their nudity increases the sexual arousal. Sex sells, and there's an enormous market for it. Perception is relative to psychosocial cultural orientation. But stimulation is real. Sex is a marketing concept. Marketing concepts motivate an individual to do something by stimulating sexual energy and arousal for the perceived benefit of being sexually desirable or the benefit of being perceived as sexually desirable. Fashion is a system that perpetuates change through the idea of adornment sexuality, and dress. It is a system that perpetuates and promotes self-esteem, power, and the development of a person's identity.
flooding the market with sexually provocative clothing also limits the individual's option for selection of clothing that is not or is less sexually provocative. This creates an impairment of the individual's sources of fashion selection and change. The individual that does not conform to popular fashion trends that exploit sexual energy can experience social criticism and ridicule. Some individuals may feel compelled to conform to this physical and social psychological manipulation and submit to popular fashion trends that exploit their sexuality. The false concept, dressing sexy like an adult. This idea, the idea that it is appropriate for adults to wear clothing that overtly stimulates sexual energy reinforces the perception that it is appropriate to overtly stimulate sexual energy. It simply places a chronological period that such behavior is acceptable, as she said, when you get older. Pants below the gluteus maximus, that's the butt, uh, bottom, if you want to call. We have a new fad where a lot of guys are wearing their pants below the uh, gluteus maximus. The expression, ass out, is an expression of vulnerability, not power. In theory, your back is more vulnerable than your front simply because you don't have eyes behind your head. The buttocks or gluteus maximus is perceived to be a private area of the back side of your body. To expose this area to make your personal private area to expose this area to make your personal private area and you vulnerable to the element, sexual aggression, social ridicule, ridicule, sexual exploitation, etc. You cannot earn an individual's respect presenting yourself as vulnerable. I have heard that this practice originated in prisons where men expressed their homosexuality by wearing their pants below their buttocks or as a result of the inmate's belt being taken away and the baggy pants falling off the waist. If there's any truth to any of this, prison is a place of vulnerability where individuals are stripped not just out of their clothing but of their identity and power. Wearing one's pants below the gluteus maximus appears to be a conscious or subconscious expression of an individual vulnerability. If your pants fall down because someone took your belt, you were forced to wear your pants below your behind. That, that is a position of vulnerability. If you adapt to that position of vulnerability, you have accepted a position of vulnerability. In Western culture, ass out and cover my ass are old sayings indicating that a person's rare was vulnerable, thus the need to be covered or protected or preserved. Could the act of wearing pants below the buttocks, exposing the rare, be a subconscious expression of an individual's willing or unwitting vulnerability? Isn't it fashionable? Isn't it fashionable to be vulnerable? The purpose of clothing, protection from the elements, the cold, the heat, the water, the sand, etc. Adornment, as enhanced individual's appearance, moral. Protection from spiritual wickedness, 
lust, fornication, etc. So-so, dictated, acceptable by the psychosocial code of the group as a cover to hide physical areas perceived as undesirable, private, personal, etc. Sexualization or sexualization is to make something sexual in character or quality or to become aware of sexuality, especially in relationship to men and women. Sociologist Jill, let me see if I can say her last name correctly, Neebrook Branty did uh, research on this subject. She says, the sexualization of girls teaches girls that to be successful, to be a successful group member, they must be among and in addition to other qualities sexually attracted to boys or men. The sexualization of girls teaches that being an object of male sexual desire is a sine qua non of being a successful girl. That sounds like a prerequisite. I really don't know what that means. Other things may be required. First, being socialized to being an object of any sort denies what many people see as chief qualities of humanness. The ability to act as a moral agent in the world, the ability to know oneself, the ability to be responsible for oneself, the ability to function as an independent, being socialized to be an object removes one's basic independence. Second, the, sexual, the sexualization of girls forces girls to evaluate themselves in terms of how they physically appear to others, and to value only one form of physical appearance, a kind of beauty that is sexually alluring. Third, the sexualization of girls, as those two points suggest, have negative effects for the whole society. In a democracy, we really can't have a block of citizens socialized to be objects of other people's definitions the instruments of other people's will. We cannot afford the enormous loss of talent that may occur as these individual girls are caught up in the constant quest to establish sexual attractiveness to the abandonment of their goals. Perhaps the most insidious consequence of self-objectification is that it fragments the consciousness. One study demonstrated this fragmenting quite vividly. While alone in the dressing room, college students were asked to try on and evaluate either a swimsuit or a sweater. While they waited for 10 minutes wearing the garment, they completed a math test. The results revealed that the young women in swimsuits performed significantly worse on math problems than did those wearing sweaters. No difference was found for the young men. In other words, thinking about the body and comparing it to sexualized cultural ideas disrupted mental capacity. Recent research has shown that, it, that this impairment occurs among African-American, Latina, and Asian-American young women and extends beyond mathematics to 
other cognitive domains, including logical reasoning and spatial skills. Just to go back again, the idea that black women were naturally and unavoidably sexually immoral was reinforced by several features of the slavery institution. Slaves, whether on the auction block or offered privately for sale, were often stripped naked and physically examined. This was done to ensure that they were healthy, able to produce, and equally important to look for a whipping scar, the presence of which implied that the slave was rebellious. In practice, this stripping and touching of slaves had sexually exploitative, sometimes sadistic function. Nakedness, especially among women in the 18th and 19th century, implied lack of civility, morality, and sexual restraint, even when the nakedness was forced. Slaves of both sexes and all ages often wore few clothes or clothes so ragged that their legs, thighs, and chests were exposed. <laughs> the portrayal of black women as sexually promiscuous began in slavery, extended through the Jim Crow period, and continues today. Although the mammy distortion was the dominant popular culture image of black women from slavery to the 1950s, the depiction of black women as sexually insidious was common in American material cultures. There was practically no item that was considered out of bounds in depicting black women as immodest and lacking in sexual restraint. Ordinary articles such as ashtrays, postcards, sheet music, anything, they could put it on there. With sexually explicit items such as these made the image of were sexually explicit items such as these made in the image of white women? Yes. However, they were never mainstream like the objects that the black women were on. An analysis of these racist items revealed that black female children were sexually objectified. Black girls with the faces of pre-teenagers were drawn with adult-sized buttocks, which were exposed. They were naked, scantily clad, or hiding seductively behind towels, blankets, trees, or other objects. The bikini. What is the difference between a bikini and a panty and bra? Someone said the bikini is made of a thicker material so that when it becomes wet, you cannot see through it. The bikini itself reveals much of the female body before getting wet. Swim material or no swim material, you still see more after it gets wet. Why do women feel comfortable in public in a bikini but not in their underwear. Some underwear cover more of the body than a bikini does. Sexual energy is a powerful, stimulating force. A woman who wants to perceive herself as a sexually pleasing, as sexually pleasing or desirable person may find wearing a bikini an empowering experience, maybe even an esteemed experience. After all, someone once said, that's your opinion. Self-sexual objectification may be a pleasurable and empowering experience for her, especially if she is grown, physically mature, and consents to the behavior. Sexy means 
to be sexually attracted, to attract or stimulate sexually. Overt means to outward, to do outward or in public. A woman's a woman said once to me, a woman's body is her beauty. A woman wears clothing to show her beauty. Is it all right for a woman to show? No, she said it is all right for a woman to show her beauty by wearing clothing that reveals her body. Her body is her beauty. I ask you, would you teach this to a child? This type this type of thought encourages and supports the idea that a woman should sexually objectify herself and that it is an esteemed behavior. People known for attracting others with their body or beauty are prostitutes, exotic dancers, porn stars, strippers, entertainers, and promiscuous individuals. To quote Galatians 5.9 states, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. It is also a testimony to the present power of sexual energy, energy permeated through exposing and exploiting one's nakedness. What are the health risks associated with wearing tight clothing? Tight clothing has enjoyed a relatively rich history. Numerous health risks abound from the practice of wearing fitting, form-fitting clothing. Many of the same warnings imparted to past wearers of these garments are still used today in an effort to convince people that what is currently fashionable is not necessarily healthy. Blood circulation, stomach, Air exposure and skin disorders are just a few of the problems that may arise from the practice of wearing garb that is too close to the body. When someone begins to feel these symptoms for the first time, it can be pertinent to assess his clothing choices to verify that they are not the origin. While tight clothing has been worn, Throughout history, specific garments properly worn in form-fitting manner change periodically as new trends arise. Still, the same evidence seems to permeate across the ages. Some early articles on tight clothing clearly indicate the dangers of wearing extremely form-fitting garments and include tips on how to safely wear the fashion of the day. Victorian women, for example, were warned against wearing dresses, petticoats, and garters that would cause pain, pinch of vital organs, or restrict the blood flow to the legs. Contemporary fashion modes dictate that tight clothing is in vogue. Skinny jeans, for example, are popular fashion trends that pose a litany of health risks. And I know a lot of uh, people like skinny jeans including urinary tract issues, yeast infections, and pelvic pain. Despite the ambiguity of fashion trends, some cultures still refrain from wearing tight garments out of superstition. Portuguese women, for example, abstain from wearing tight clothing. 
We have a caller. Hello? Do we have a caller? Hello? Yes. Welcome to Provocative Thoughts. How you doing, good brother? Drew Horn speak. Drew Horn, how you doing, Mr. Horn? Doing well. Right. Uh, did you have anything to add to our, tonight's uh, program? Right now, I'm just asking you, look, I just kind of chimed in, so I was touching the end of what you were saying. About the helpless of um, basically the, uh, what is they call skinny jeans, popular fashion trend for up to temporary time, uh, including um, urinary tract issues, yeast infections, pelvic pain. I apologize right now, it's kind of hard to hear you. Are you part of Mr. Warren? I said I apologize, but my reception is not good where I am right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, right. I can hear you. you. You can go ahead. So what do you think about the um, skinny How do you like skinny jeans? Not a fan of them at all. Oh, not a fan. Okay. See, Mr. Warren says, why aren't you a fan of skinny jeans? Mr. Horn? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna yeah, try uh, to fall back in because this where I am I'm not I'm not just with reception at all. Okay, Mr. Horn, you will only call back in as many times as you like. Thank I, you for calling. Mm-hmm. Okay. To continue, uh circulatory issues with wearing tight clothing. Tight clothing can impede the free Flowing circulation of blood within the body. This can lead to a host of health problems, including blood clotting, hypothermia, and numbness. Any articles of clothing that are worn should always allow the blood to move naturally and in ways which do not restrict or break blood vessels. Some other things that can happen or problems with uh, wearing tight clothing. Here, here are some of the problems associated with ill-fitting clothing that we talked about. Deep vein thrombosis. That sounds serious. DBT, including signs and symptoms and uh, carers, uh, let me see, uh, cold stress, uh, stomach issues associated with tight clothing. Many um uh, Stomach issues can be attributed to tight clothing. Some of the most common complaints of wearing tight clothing include heartburn, abdominal pain, and constipation. Those are things that everyday people experience. Maybe our clothes are a little too tight. Maybe your belt's a little too tight. Maybe your clothing is a little too tight. That's what these uh, people are saying. These issues can be resolved after wearing looser garments that allow the digestive tract process to act unimpeded, heartburn, constipation, headaches, as we said, and then this, you know, goes on. A lack of air circulation and skin issues are common problems associated with tight clothing. Syncope, commonly known as fainting spells, I hope I said that right, numbness, Job itch and highs are a few 
issues that may arise from wearing clothing that are close-fitting. I think we have another caller. Welcome to Provocative Thought, caller. Hello? Brother Carlton. How you doing, my brother? It's Brother Art. How you doing, man? How you doing, Brother Art? Hey. How you enjoying the show? Yeah, man, I'm enjoying the show. So I have some thoughts about um, dress and, you know, the teenagers in dress and how they dress it and things like that. Right. I like to share those thoughts. Um, I like to connect it to consciousness, um, not just their consciousness, but societies as whole. There's, um, we have to stay up with the evolution of the human consciousness, consciousness, like the way people think about society in a whole. Things change. At one time, you had things like um, homosexuality that wasn't accepted, that's now accepted. You had um, uh, when marriage was between a man and woman, now it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the same gender marriages. So there's a, there's a conscious shift of society in a whole, so of course you're going to see it in dress and the way people dress. Um, right. uh, that, that, that's how I look at look at this, this thing a lot of ways. What I like to do is remember what clothes did for me when I grew up. Um, I know that clothes had a big, how I dressed had a big impact on my self-esteem. It had a big impact on what I felt like I was ready to do. If my buddies came to get me to go out and I didn't feel like I was dressed appropriate, I told them they had to wait until I got dressed. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure these teenagers, they are making a statement um, with their form of dressing. I think a lot of the kids that I speak with, I, I think I, I think for the boys it's the idea of nonconformity with their pants sagging, like I'm not going to abide by the rules of society. I'm going to be like the renegade. It's kind of like the way the uh, – Kind of like the way the hippies did back in the day with the hair color and the leather jackets and so on. Nudity and the, the nudity and the getting hot. Yeah, yeah. But what what's not being understood by the kids is that they are in conformity through nonconformity, because right. so many of them are nonconforming in the same method. There's a level of conformity there. What what what's missing is the idea from society what they have. Learn to conform to, um, right. to, to the eyes of um, society as a whole. So right. just wanted to share that thought and, and, and see how you felt about those comments. Oh, I, I appreciate the comments. So that their, their, their nonconformity is actually a conformity to uh, a subculture of nonconformity. That's what you said. Right? That, did I get that right? Yes. Right, and that's true because you're conforming to something, right? Yes. That's right. That's true. But, but um, in terms of of the the, the young men wearing their pants down below the um Gluteus Maximus, it's just common decency, uh, for you to pull your pants up to the waistline. I mean, if, I mean, I've seen a guy whose pants were down by his, midway his thighs. It didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Just come out in your underwear if you're gonna do that. You understand what I'm saying? Like the oh, pants man. have a waist. Hmm? Oh yeah, I agree with you. You know, I don't. I don't appreciate it. I don't think that young men should, should dress like that, you know. But um, even when I look back, I remember in the neighborhood, I modeled my dress after certain fellas that I saw doing, doing things correctly. Um, right. You know, some of the most sharpest guys was when the black brothers became the insurance men. Um, 
when when the white insurance men left the neighborhood and they started using black insurance men, they would get out their nice cars and their nice clothes and go. Remember, they used to go door to door and collect insurance premiums. Right. Mm-hmm. And you would and you would see them in their suits and their nice cars and like, yo, man, I want to be like that. Or you had a few guys on the block that went to work every day dressed up, and you saw them when you go up and say, hey, man, that's how I want to dress when I get older. Um, you know, some of us older guys need to make sure we walk through the neighborhoods, dress well, and, and, and take a moment out and talk to the brothers without a corrective conversation just, just by showing them how sharp you can look with the right clothes on and how much respect you right. get. Right. right. You have positive role models, you have negative role models. You have healthy role models, you have unhealthy role models. So yeah. hopefully we can we can we can um uh encourage people to be healthy and positive role models of for people in the community and abroad. Because we represent yeah. ourselves abroad as well as in our community. All right, Art? Yeah, brother. I thank you All for right. the time. I appreciate the call, brother. We got I another you, caller brother. and look. Feel free to call again. All right, peace, brother. Peace. Caller number two. Hello? Hey, how you doing, Mr. Steve? This is Lavelle. Hello, how you doing, Lavelle? How you doing? Um, Welcome yeah, to the doctor's club. Thank you, thank you. Um, I got a couple of things I want to say about that. Um, one, uh, the, your previous caller, um, I agree with what he's saying that where he's saying that, you know, the kids nowadays, they, they're trying to make a statement to let them know that we don't have to be like, you know, like society wants us to be. But on the flip side of that, it's a scary thing beyond the fact that you got kids that's growing up and picking up the same trend as the adults, as the adults do. Right. and. You got so many got people out here. You got rapists, just pedophiles, period. You know, and they looking at little girls. They looking at little boys. You got convicts out here that's been in jail for years and, and just got out. Not saying all convicts, but right. certain convicts that's in that field that got out. They you, looking you at the little girls. Offenders? Are you referring to right. sexual offenders? Okay. Sexual offenders, and that's not right. good. And the kids is picking up the same trend, which, you know, um, it's, it, 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 it's very sad because it's not being, you know, parents have to monitor the kids to let them know. I know they can't, we, they or we or me, we can't monitor, monitor everything. But it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's certain things we can monitor, you know. Right. And um, just... just uh, just being not responsible of of talking to your child or, you know, monitoring what they're wearing or monitoring even listening or what they're saying because sometimes they can actually tell you what's on their mind and what they're feeling to have them wearing this type of stuff, you know. I was with a friend of mine. We was in the supermarket. I'm going to give you an example. I was with a friend of mine. We was in the supermarket. We was in the seafood section, and we just happened to buy some seafood. Two guys walked up beside us, and they started talking. Guy was another guy, young young guy. He was standing. His pants was damn near dag, dag, uh, dag, um, 
just about near his near his uh, the back of his ankles. I mean, the back of his uh, knees. It was that far down. And the guy, he's like, he's like, man, he just don't know. I just got out of prison. He said, if he was in prison with me, that's a sign to let him know I'm available. Right. He said, I would have had that guy if he was in prison. He said, that young boy, he said he would have been mine. Mm-hmm. Me and my buddy, we just looked at each other like, wow, this is deep. This is deep. So why would you want to? Why would you want to walk around with just your pants hanging down? Because this is saying that I'm available. Just like, uh, is that another sign for casual sex? On the topic you had previously, you know, you opening, you 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 giving somebody an invitation to come on because you want the attention. Right. You know, so. This this is this is something deep, you know. People, we gotta wake up, and 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 listen, and and look and see what's going on because it's not gonna it's, it's not gonna get no better as long as we do this. Because pretty soon, you know, it goes from our waist to our hips to the back of our calves. The next thing you know, we're not gonna walk around with no pants on. Mm. You, you know, know something might have, total some nudity. People, some people might argue the whole thing about nudity are based on other cultures where people wear very little clothing and that maybe there's something wrong with us in this culture that we are so um, hypersexualized and, uh, 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 you know, concerned about nudity the way uh, that we are. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe right. it's us. Maybe it's our perception and maybe it's something wrong with the people who see it and not the right. people who ex- expose themselves. Maybe you have the problem. Right, I can understand that, but nowadays, I mean, I, I'm not saying if if you feel as though this is what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's you, you your own person. You can make your own decision, but you got to realize out here, it's, it's a lot of sick people out here. We don't know who is who. You can look at a person and be standing next to him, and you don't even know what this person's capable of doing. Because this right. can happen many, many times over and over. You see it on TV, you see it in the movies, you see it on um, uh, TV shows. You see it in the news. This happened many, many times. People think people who they are, and they're really not who they are. That's the sad part about it, and that's the that's the most dangerous part about it. Um, well, what can I, 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 I Yeah. Wouldn't a sexual predator be a sexual predator whether you had on a, whether you were a full guard or a bikini? Wouldn't he still be a sexual predator? He would still be a sexual predator, but why? It's like, um, I'm addicted to candy. Why give me a piece of candy to uh, when you know I don't suppose to have it? So why would you give me a piece of candy when you know I don't oh, suppose to have it? Like you get a horse. Right, right, exactly. As you said earlier uh, to uh, um, my producer, uh, walking in the woods with uh, some meat and you expect the bear not to come charging after that meat, and you. Exactly, right? exactly. But, Exactly. So why tempt people? Are you saying why tempt people, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. And you know another yeah, thing. Know. A lot of people. I'm sorry. But a lot of people look. A lot of people look at it. They, you know, I guess they go back into the biblical days. You know about Adam and Eve. They say, well, you know, Adam and Eve, they walked around naked. You know, and, you know, they until didn't have when? clothes on. Until until. When? until uh, Adam bit into that apple. Uh, until they, until they, and, and they realize, yeah, and until, they see, no. 
yeah, matter of fact, yeah, until they receive knowledge and know that, look, uh, something's wrong here. It's time for us right. to cover up. Right. You know, that's just like but, a child. That's just like a child grows up and he learns about his nudity and gets this information through socialization and he starts now you can't come in the bathroom with him, right? Right? True. You can't watch him, you can't come in the bathroom, now he wants his privacy and things like that. So they learned it. So maybe Adam and Eve learned that they were naked and learned uh, uh complex developed complex ideas about nudity and they didn't hide themselves from themselves. They said they had to hide their head from the creator. You know what I'm right. saying? So right. maybe they looked at it different. After that, whoa, he's looking at our private part. You know, right. so they covered it up. Well, you maybe know? that's what a lot of a lot of people not realizing that this is, you know, this is going on. So, you know, that's why we got shows like this for people to listen and learn, you know, because these shows, these talk shows and these positive shows, they, they teach us a lot, and we all need to learn and listen because uh, one day it might be just too late, you know, not just for us, for people we may know, people we care about. Right. So, so what do you think about women? Because I mean, we're talking about these guys with the pants down below, the, you know, the behinds out. But I've seen women with the behinds out. I've seen G-strings. Right. I don't even know what to call the underwear. Different types of underwear, no underwear, about six inches of a crack of somebody's behind. And what do you think about that? Well, I know a lot of a lot of women do it because I know I know a lot of women do it because some of it is because of insecurity. You know, they feel as though that they can't find nobody, so they use their body as a sexual tool to to create some kind of uh, um, some kind of contact with a, with a, with a, um with the next person that they they trying to meet. You could you could see people walking down the streets, ladies walking down the streets with you know with the cracks on and all that, and you look at them, and he was like, "Well, what you looking at? You know, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you wearing that? First of all, right. you right. know, but the right person look at him. Oh, look, he's looking at me." You know, that's, uh, for me, to me, that's like, I don't know, that's like the oxymoron. <laughs> you know, why Why would you do this? You know, everybody's going to look at you. You got your behind out. Everybody's going to look at you. People, some people will stare. Some people just look and say, wow, look at this, you know. So you expect people to to, to do this, and, you know, you, you don't worry about a lot of things that people say, but people do judge people. They're going right. to judge you regardless. There's nothing that's, that's not a bad out of word. anybody's control. Right. Judging uh-huh. a person a judgment is not a bad word. No, but people we, don't like to be judged. You know this you know that, right? I know you we know do, that. We people don't like to be judged. Right, exactly. But a lot of people don't like to be judged and they get offensive about it. Sometimes right. ju- uh sometimes being judged is kind of a good thing because that'll let you know where you're going wrong. Right. Or what you're doing right. Right. So being judged sometimes is a good thing because you can take that right. and lock it away and then take it from there. Right, because it's not always a, a, a negative judgment. Sometimes the judge says not guilty, right? Right, exactly. Right. It could be a good judgment. That's so right. I appreciate any kind of judgment somebody gives to me, you know, any kind of uh, criticism because right. you can take it and you can build off of it. 
Well, I enjoyed talking to you, and um, uh, keep up the good work on your show. All right, brother. Thank and, you very much. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Now, the clothing is introduced to society through the fashion industry. It's maybe a reason why these trends are so trendy and will remain trendy for as long as the fashion industry generates $1.2 trillion globally, more than $250 billion spent annually on fashion in the United States. $250 billion spent annually on fashion in the United States. 1.9 million people in the United States have a positive impact on regional economics, economies across the country. So New York and Los Angeles are the two largest fashion hubs in the United States. Uh, with over two-thirds of all fashion design designers employed in these cities. But they are not, that's not the whole story. San Francisco, Nashville, Columbus are beginning to reap all economic benefits also. My point here is that this is a, a worldwide, it's a $1.2 trillion global industry. So if tight clothing, regardless of what health risk they present, if there's a market for tight clothing, it's not going anywhere. It's generating a lot of money, and it's supporting the economy. It's not going to go anywhere. But So what can we do about the uh, fashion industry who perpetuates this, um, the objectification and sexualization of uh, men and women through the, uh, the fashion industry? What is it that we could do? to kind of like turn that around if we are not in agreement with the uh, sexualization of, uh, you know, males and females through the fashion um, industry. High fashion and all, let's say high fashion business in New York alone is a $98 billion industry. This is another article. It says it's a $98 billion industry. And some of the numbers are, are a little different. Um. The sex industry, as you know, is because uh, there is an industry that promotes sex. And if you put sex with uh, anything, it has a tendency, some things, it has a tendency to help promote it. Sex and fashion, for, in, for instance. So the sex industry, the commercial, the commercial sex industry in the United States today is available through strip shows, go-go bars, magazines, videos, phones. Sex lines, the internet, magazines, uh, escort services, sex tours, blah, 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 blah. The sex industry operates in connection with many legitimate businesses. Um, the, the stereotypical uh, CD black street images into um, a modem, diversified enterprise, and the strip club. It, 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 it's Virtually all takes it all forms. You have the you have the lower level sex industry, I guess from the people just walking around the neighborhood hotel, right till you go to the people, the uh, very expensive uh, prostitute. So the stats on the sex industry is this. And I'm saying this because it it it, it, it it's indicative of our appetite 
for sex and sexual energy. The sex industry is a five fifty seven a fifty seven billion dollar worldwide business annually. There are more strip clubs in the United States than any other nation in the world. There are three thousand eight hundred and twenty nine adult cabarets nationwide employing over five hundred thousand people. There's a market for sex. There's a market for sex. We have an appetite for sex. We want it. So that's another reason why these tight, form-fitting clothing is never going to go anywhere because there's a market for it. Apparently, the brother called and said he doesn't like to see it, but apparently a lot of people like to see it because the fashion industry is a trillion-dollar industry on worldwide. New York alone, $98 billion industry, one article said. So you put the sex with the fashion industry, you, you mix that together, you, that's a lot of money. That's $98 billion in New York, $57 plus billion worldwide. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of interest. That's a lot of people who enjoy sex and the fruits of sex. Just to give you some more statistics, 13% of, of women admit to accessing porn at work. 70% of women keep their cyber activities secret. 17% of women struggle with pornography addiction. Women, far more than men, are likely to act out their behavior in real life, such as having multiple sex partners, casual sex, and affairs. Women's favorite chat rooms. One out of three visitors to adult websites are women. 9.4 million women access adult websites each month. Men admitting to all accessing porn at work, 20%. U.S. adults who regularly visit Internet porn sites, 40 million. Adults admitted to Internet sexual addiction, 10%. Break down the male-female visitors to porn sites, 72% all male, 28 female. Promise keepers, men who view porn in the last week, 53%. Christians who say porn is a major problem in the home, 47%. 65% of all men sitting in church um, pews are addicted to pornography. 35% of all pastors are addicted to pornography. Now, I hope this is just some bad um, information. Children exposure to pornography. The average age of first Internet exposure to pornography, 11 years old. Largest consumer of Internet pornography, 12 to 17 years of age. 15 to 17 years old have multiple hardcore exposures, 80%. 8 to 16-year-olds having viewed porn online, 90%, most while doing homework, 90%. Most while doing homework, monitor your child. Seven to seventeen-year-olds who feel freely, who would freely give out home addresses, twenty-nine percent. Seven to seventeen-year-olds who would freely give out email addresses, fourteen percent. Children's characteristics linked to thousands of porn links, twenty-six, including Pokemon and Action Man. I guess those are video games. Child pornography generates $3 billion annually. That's all I'm going to say about that. So there's, a, there's an appetite for sex. 
we have a, a hypersexual of society apparently, or there's a small segment of society that find a lot of sexual uh, orientated uh, literature, videos, uh, DVDs, and women, what have you. The history of uh, tight pants. Uh, we have also tight men's trousers in the 1800s. We have 1915, close-fitting pants slowly became more acceptable for women to wear, but exclusively for activities like sports. So basically, uh, the women wore close-fitting uh, garments when they were uh, athletes. In the 50s, bikinis, no, beatniks often uh, tight, wore the tight denim and the black turtlenecks. In the 70s, skinny jeans uh, united genders in another counter-cultural movement. Skinny jeans, well, that's, that's when everybody was wearing these tight, kind of like fit jeans. The 80s, the workout chick look, the workout chick look initially made famous by icons like James Fonda and Olivia Newton-John became a staple of the period, bleeding into everyday wardrobe. A baggy, brightly colored T-shirt and a pair of leggings counted as a complete outfit, particularly if it came with leg warmers. Now, I don't know, but that looks like the, the tights that the girls wear today. Say they have a big T-shirt on or something like that and some furry stuff around the ankle. The early 2000s made it acceptable for men to wear eyeliner, grow their bangs well past their eyes, and wear jeans so skinny that everything in their pockets and elsewhere, elsewhere was perfectly visible. So the 2000s guys were somewhere wearing some uh, things to clothing it was so tight you could just see everything bulging off of the private parts. Um, low on the hip, the pants were worn low on the hip and often accompanied by a novel belt, little belt that you wear. Your pants are low on your hip, on your hip the belt is obsolete. That's what they're saying, a novel belt. If your pants are so low on your hip, the belt is just there as a part of a design. 2010, the skinny jean takeover is complete with everyone from supermodel to cashier at your grocery store wearing the same cut pants. Now, basically, we see how the fashion industry used these uh, icons or idols to promote their uh, fashion. In this particular case, uh, skinny jeans. 2015, Finding the perfect skinny jean no longer requires a long, depressing day of trying on 59 quite right pairs. Virtual dressing rooms are eliminated. The guesswork is finding the perfect custom pair to fit every curve or lack of thereof. Low-rise pants. Low-rise pants sit low on the belly. The hips usually at least 8 centimeters, 3 inches, Lower than the navel. They are also called low-cut jeans, hipster jeans, and low-riders. Low-ride pants have been available since the 1950s. That's the hippies who were wearing that oh, in the 60s. And styled both for men and women. Terminology, rise, any bottom apparel that is determined by the distance between the crotch and the waist, usually around 30 centimeters, 12 inches, on, on regular pants. The history, hip huggers. The precursor to this came before low-rise pants. 
rose to popularity during the mid-1960s. You're talking about the hippies and the mod culture, things like that, free love and, you know, things like that. During the late 70s and the 80s, however, waistliners moved higher and wide, and the flared bottoms gradually gave way. That was the disco era. The t- pants were still tight, the, the bottom was wide, and the waist was high. 1990s, revival of low-rise jeans came back. The late 90s and the year 2000, jeans and trousers peaked about one-half inches above the belly button for both sexes. There were mid-rise pants. Icons such as Britney Spears uh, promoted these uh, fashion um, trends. Low-rise jeans may be worn to display more skin at the waist, torso, and hips, accordingly. They are sometimes worn in combination with crop tops, giving a glimpse of skin between the jean and the top, and more common in the summer or in warmer countries, showing their entire midriffs, including the navel. Um, common denominator here is the, 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 the revealing of the body, the skin, the actual skin, not just the shape of the body. Now we're revealing skin, more skin. So basically the woman is basically being shit stripped in public by the fashion industry. But it's acceptable among those who uh, subscribe to these uh, fashions and those who uh, uh, enjoy these fashions in terms of uh, visually and the benefits from uh, these uh, fashions. Now, medical concerns. Again, we have more medical concerns with these pants. Um, lateral, I don't even know if I can say it, can pay, can to nourish nerves and upside. Can to Newest, newest nerve of thigh. Anyway, it, this is this can cause pain and uh, paralysis in the nerve area of distribution. This is the nerve in your thigh. Tight pants that basically rub up on your thighs and uh, cause nerve damage. Which is, I never uh, even dreamed of anything that, that could happen, but through the research, I'm, I'm learning a lot. There's a nerve. Uh, on your side that can be irritated by tight pants. What's the difference between the bikini and all uh, panties? Well, women feel comfortable in a bikini, but not in their underwear. This, this type of thought encourages, again, the idea that a woman should sexually objectify herself. Between the classical bikinis and modern bikinis, there have been long intervals. Swimming or outdoor bathing are discouraged in the Christian West, and there was little need for bathing or swimming in the 18th century. We have a caller. Caller, welcome to Provocative Thought. Hello? Yes. Yeah, um, I was just listening to some of your comments, and I was just finding it interesting. Wow, just how... Women are just so easily exploited by uh, media and advertising and all uh, things of that nature. But um, equally, I think that um, the same understanding could be made about men. 
you know, not not that I'm trying to discredit what you're saying about women, because that's true too, but I'm also just creating a parallel as I listen to you talk about men and how they walk around in swimming trunks, but in some cases they look just like box boxers or briefs or things of that nature. That's so true. I think on both ends, um, you know, go ahead. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 no, that, I'm disappointed with you saying it. And we talked about the jeans, that, that skinny yeah. jeans are male and female. Yeah, I, I never heard the jeans. Um, presentation presented like that before. That was an interesting dynamic. Okay, we have three minutes. Um, I mean, I think it's all interesting that even if it's a health hazard, hazard, circulatory uh, issues, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, Nerve I can believe issues. that. Wait, I can well, believe I, that. No, well, I believe. I've I mean, seen I believe people. No, I'm saying I've seen people who had jeans on so tight. And when they take them off, um, you can see, you know, rips from the uh, stitching on the jeans in the person's legs and things like that. Um, oh, okay. so and I even, even around that. the belly. Yeah, even okay. around the belly. You know, right. there's well, sensations in the skin. Okay. You see, that's interesting. We have, like, two more minutes. Uh, would you like to say anything, um, Angie? No, I mean, I just appreciate the dialogue and glad that, um, you know, you have a platform to, you know, enlighten people from, you know, your perspective. Um, which I'm finding, you know, is educational and, um, you know, food for thought. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. We get overwhelmed by um, the media glorifying those kind of things and never really consider the health risk to ourselves. That's right. So thank you for calling. I appreciate your call and your support. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. In conclusion, I just want to say we must seek esteem, healthy, positive alternatives to dress. And remember, someone is watching us, learning how, learning from how we behave. We cannot allow the so-called fashion industry to indoctrinate, dictate, miseducate, and encourage us to disregard our moral and ethical responsibility. Let's raise the bar of integrity. Malcolm X said, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. I'd like to thank Queen Mother for real for allowing me to host the show. Also, again, I'd like to thank the creator. I'd like to thank my mother for uh, birthing me into the world. If not, I would not be here to do this. Uh, Mr. Uh, Kenneth uh, Jones, who uh, also made that made this possible. And I want to say to anybody out there, if I've offended anybody, that's not my intent. My intent is to uh, open up a conversation about the realization and the acquisition of fashion industry. Thank you. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials.